Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Content 10X Podcast. And today I'm really, really pleased to introduce Ian Anderson Gray to the show. Ian, hello. Hi, Amy. It's great to be here. It's really nice to have someone from my home city of Manchester on the show. <laughs> yeah, we're still doing this on a Skype call. <laughs> I know it's a bit difficult to to get us all in the same place at the same time. But uh, anyway, we're, yeah. we're still talking to each other we with are. technology. <laughs> <laughs> we are. So, um, so I've brought Ian onto the show because Ian is an expert in many things. But one thing that he is definitely an expert in is Facebook Live, well, live video experiences. Um, and the tools that you can use for that as well. So a few weeks ago, I recorded an episode talking about why Facebook Live is a good starting point for um, repurposing your content. And I thought I wanted to delve a little bit deeper with um, Ian, who is an expert in that. So Ian, could you just start by introducing yourself, please? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> well, um, and back in the day, I actually trained as a professional singer. My, my, music has been my background. And that's been really interesting to see how that's um, moved me into my place now, which is this mixture of technology. I've always been a bit of a geek. Mix, mixing that with performance, being getting in front of the camera. Um, so I, I could definitely see that's been a real help uh, to push me now into the whole world of live video. I set up a blog about six years ago called Seriously Social. That's uh, where I focus on social media tools and productivity. Um, and I'm a consultant. I speak uh, around the world at conferences. And I also have a web agency with my dad uh, here in Manchester. So we build websites and manage those for clients. Very, very, very busy. <laughs> and, um, and I've seen you present at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, and it was amazing as well. So really great to be there and see that. So <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Facebook Live today. So um, a great way to repurpose your content is to start with live video, in my opinion. And um, there are certain things that you need to think about, though. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you in your experience is how should people structure their live video experiences if they are thinking about then going on to repurpose that for a non-live audience? Well, that's a great question because I think the whole idea of live video is for a lot of us, it's quite spontaneous and we just click the live button and then then work out what to say. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it's much better to have a plan beforehand and a structure. So the structure that I have for most of my shows is just before you go live, make sure that you fire up your energy a little bit more. This is, I'm not telling you to become a different person, but it's important to just to make sure that your voice is a bit more energized than you would normally be, because that's going to um, really connect more with the, your, your audience. So just before, just maybe do some vocal exercises, just get, get um, the, your energy levels up. The second thing, just a little tip, is make sure that you are confident when you start. I see a lot of live videos where people are asking, um, oh, am I live? Am I live? Uh, can you hear me? That kind of thing. Um, remember that the first people that will be watching your live video are actually 
your replay viewers, the viewers later on. So you have to kind of put yourself in a bit of a time machine and think about uh, the, your future viewers, the people who will be watching later on. And this will really help when you repurpose it, if you're then going to say upload it to YouTube or another channel, because you're getting straight to the point. So welcome your replay viewers first announce what you're going to be talking about. And also, don't just assume that everyone knows you. Uh, introduce yourself, a uh, bit of a background. And then and then at this stage, you can then start to welcome your, your live viewers. Um, don't spend too long on that, but it's important to, to welcome those people. Now, you might want to think about doing this in a way that you could maybe cut that bit out if you're going to edit for later so you could cut out that bit or you may want to to keep it in that's up to you um then you're getting on to the to the main section and this is the this is really going to be the bit you can then properly repurpose for later um so get straight into the content keep it simple maybe three or four points um a great a great way to to do a live is maybe take some other content that you've produced such as a blog post get the main points uh, from that and deliver that live in front of the camera and uh, or, or it, it could be any other type of content uh, but a blog post could be is a good one to, to try um, don't get distracted by comments uh, because uh, that you know you're getting all these comments and it's you might be very eager to get back to people straight away uh, but just say to people that you'll get back to the comments after you've delivered the main content and then once you've delivered that main content, then you can, you know, just bring in the live viewers, highlight comments and, um, you know, make it more interactive. But because you've structured it in that way, you can then take that main segment and be able to repurpose that for later. Yeah, I think that's so important, isn't it? Because you have to try and do what's best for both audiences because a good aspect of, you know, the real benefit of live video is that interaction. But then a replay audience, they're not involved. You know, they, they then feel out if they are not part of that interaction mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. don't, that's not particularly you know, necessarily interesting to see yes. the, the, the live interaction. So I get, I really like what you're saying here that you like segment it a bit, have sections that you don't interact in a live work and you just think about the presentation and the message and then segments where you do interact in a live way that, that, that you could then remove that section out. I really like that. Do you recommend that at the start of the, um, at the start of the recording, you said, of course, like, welcome the replay viewers. Would you say that you should tell your live audience, I'm just going to present for the next five minutes or so, and then I'll take some questions yes. at the end? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really good. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that was kind of part of what I was saying was that you do tell people that you will get back to them and keep those comments, you know, do do say to people, because sometimes people need a bit of a bit of a nudge, you know, say to people, please leave some comments. If you've got any questions, I promise I will get back to you. Um, and then when, once you've delivered that main section, you can then bring in those those questions and those thoughts. Uh, there are some tools out there that allow you to actually highlight those comments directly on the screen. And they can actually really add some value to to the show. So you should use these comments to to add value, not to not to make it, um, you know, a little bit less valuable with um, just saying, oh, uh, I don't know. It, it can be, end up being a bit kind of um, rambling on if you're kind of welcoming all the live viewers all the time. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I like the 
what you said there about you can have a tool that brings up the questions on the um, screen because I'm just thinking how when you come to repurpose your content, you could have the the sections where the main presentation that you could take out and you could put that on to say YouTube as a standalone video without the live aspect. But the questions is brilliant because you could um, take, you could create little mini videos that could be 30 seconds mm. or a minute or so that just answer one specific question. And then you might get 10 little mini videos from one Facebook live that just an- the, the video title is that question and that question mm. and that question, mm. because they would be great for Twitter. Instagram and um, YouTube as well, actually, because um, yes. people it's a search engine that people tend to put questions in and then get an answer from a short video rather than mm. caught up in a longer video. Um, if you have a guest on the show, so say you're doing a Facebook Live and you are doing that with a guest, um, are there any, because you do this, you, you've got your regular show on a Monday with um, Julia Bramble, are there any things that you recommend for that if you are um, going to repurpose or is it very much just the same kind of rules that you've just gone through? Mm. No, it's, it's very similar. Um, I mean, it's, it's a definitely a really good thing to to do live broadcasts with with a guest because it's not just you. If there, in some ways, it's easier. You can bounce ideas off each other and, and the flow can be um, almost e- easier to, to, to deal with. Uh, there can be, the only issue is you need to be very, very careful that there's not too much banter and, and too much of the small talk. I mean, it's good to have some of that, but I have seen some live broadcasts and, and actually listened to some podcasts where there's two people and it's just two, two friends nattering on um, for, you know, if you're not too careful, it can end up getting a bit boring for the audience. So Keep the small, talk, you know, have some small talk, but keep um, keep it to the minimum, and do think about your 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 live viewers, but also your your um, replay viewers later on, and uh, make sure you've got a structure to to your show. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of tools would you recommend that could enhance the experience? So. With with a lot of these things, it's very easy to overcomplicate things, and I'm I seem to be a master of that. Of, Me too. <laughs> uh, certainly, certainly from from my own experience. But I, when it comes to other people, I'm always saying to people, keep things simple. So to start off with, going live on your smartphone, you can. Uh, enhance the experience on your on your smartphone just by going live on your Facebook um, app by adding things like a, get a get a lapel microphone get decent lighting there's loads of things you can do to improve that now when you go live you can also by the way bring in guests uh, if Facebook if the Facebook gods have um, looked kindly upon you and you've got this feature it's not available to everyone but you should be able to bring in guests um they need to be watching your show and then you'd be able to bring them in as a guest on the show and you get the split screen effect Uh, so that's the simple way um you can also go live directly through facebook on desktop as well Uh, they don't have the facility for guests there yet now the the only downside with this for from a repurposing point of view is although you can download the video later just by going to the video on facebook clicking on the three dots on the right and then download video the quality isn't great uh in my experience the quality can be 
I mean, significantly lower than HD. Um, it's supposed to be 720p, 720 pixels. Um, but quite often, it's it, when you download it, it's it's significantly lower than that. So mm. if you're then going to upload to YouTube, it's not great. So if you can, I recommend using another tool uh, for for this, for, for the broadcast. Um, there are loads out there. I mean, BeLive is, is a great tool. BeLive.tv is a great tool for bringing in guests. It's easy to use, but they don't give you the option to download the video or save the video. So really, the, 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 the best one uh, in terms of ease of use is a piece of software called Ecamm Live. The disadvantage, I will say straight away, it's only for Mac. So sorry, PC users, <laughs> but it's um, Ecamm Live is it's only just under thirty dollars. You can uh, save save the video in full HD, and it's just really easy to use. You, it displays the comments on the screen as well. And the the new uh, beta version that's coming out has got loads of extra features, which looks cool. Can you use Ecamm Live on a smartphone, or is that only when you do no, it? No, it's from only you, on desktop. On desktop, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the, if you're if you're um, an, an iPhone user, so this uh, this isn't uh, available on Android, but there's a Switcher Studio. So this, uh, if you've got some modern iPads and iPhones, you can actually create multiple webcams, so multiple cameras with your iOS devices, um, and that that's a way to produce a really good um, uh, live video. So that that would be if you're wanting to use smartphones or tablets. But from a desktop point of view, and you're a Mac user, I definitely recommend. Ecamm. Now, if you want to take things to the next level, uh, there are other apps that, what, uh, such as OBS Studio, which is available on Macs and PCs. Uh, there's Wirecast and there's vMix. Now, these are desktop apps that will allow you to stream to Facebook Live. They will allow you to uh, save the video in full HD and do loads of cool things such as uh, you can bring in guests, you can switch scenes, you can add webcams, all this kind of stuff. It's really cool. Uh, and and they are a the, the learning curve for, for these tools is, is more. It's, it's significantly more than the likes of Ecamm. But it allows you to, whereas Facebook Live only allows you to um, stream in 720p, so not, not full HD. The quality isn't as good. But you can also save in a higher format, a higher quality. So that's great for repurposing for later. You can then upload to to YouTube in in full HD, or if you really want, you could you go all in and go 4K <laughs> you know, if you want. Wow, really? So so if you use say um, OBS or, or Wirecast, then um, how does it work? So you you use that. Do they? Does it basically link with your Facebook? So you actually go live in the OBS tool, but it's kind yeah. of streaming it over to your Facebook page or profile, yes. right? I see. Yes. That's exactly what what it is. So, mm. so Wirecast and VMix, they, I mean, both. By the way, they're, they're both paid tools. Wirecast is expensive; it's seven hundred dollars, and VMix is they have a free version and it goes all the way up to twelve hundred. OBS, by the way, is totally free, so that's a big wow. advantage with mm. these things. Um, but yeah, with with uh, Wirecast and VMix, they actually integrate directly with Facebook. It's really easy. You just choose where you want to go live, and you just click the. the I mean, it's not quite as simple as this, but you, you click the um, the broadcast button, and you, you're broadcasting to to Facebook. OBS Studio. There's a few extra little things you need to do, but it's it's actually relatively simple. 
um, I've got a blog post all that goes through all of this uh, information for OBS Studio if you're interested. Yeah, um, I'll add that to the show notes so that people can yeah. read your blog post um, on that. So, so really, it sounds like um, Ecamm Live would be a great start because it's a one-off payment of their software, as you said, about $30 or so. Um, yes. And then, but that is only on the Mac, isn't it? So yeah. um, what, what is there a, a, an equivalent on um, on a Windows PC similar to that? Or? Uh, so not, not, quite, uh, not quite the same. Uh, I wish there was, mm. um, but uh, OBS Studio is is probably the, the one or, or the free version of vMix. Um, I mean, just to, just to say, I mean, it's important with, with when you're broadcasting from a desktop, you, because live streaming takes a lot of power. And so you do need to make sure you've got quite a powerful computer. Um, otherwise, it's you're going to struggle with this. And actually, for PC users have got an advantage is in that it's a lot cheaper to to have a powerful PC than it is for a powerful Mac. So uh, if you're really wanting to invest in live streaming, uh, get getting um, a PC is probably the way to go because you you know for spending like uh, fifteen hundred twelve uh, sorry fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars on a on a PC, you're going to get far more bang for your buck than you will with a Mac. Um, and then you can use vMix or OBS, and um, you can even multi-stream and go to youtube and facebook and periscope oh, all at wow, the same time really? Right. Really want, yeah <laughs> okay yeah i've seen i've seen people doing that where they've said right we're currently live on facebook and on youtube and yeah and i i wondered how they were doing that so <laughs> I, I would no. just be careful just to, just the mm. point i mean that is i would certainly not recommend to do that straight away mm. because not only do you need a powerful computer but you also think you also got three different audiences at this you know you're having to cope with your comments on facebook your comments on youtube your comments on periscope <laughs> and it, it it's uh, it can be it, a lot can go wrong so uh that's something not, it's not for the faint-hearted and it's something to maybe think about later on once you've got all the tech sorted yeah and I, I, when i have seen people do that they often seem to be in a room with a few other people like a, it's kind of a team broadcast and someone's checking on the comments while somebody's presenting and it sounds like if you were to just do it on your own it could also yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot could go wrong and believe lot, yeah. me uh, another thing to that i will say to people you know uh, in live video is still a relatively new technology for for most of us i mean facebook live became a big thing last year so it's only you know a year old it's we are if you're involved in live video you are an early adopter and with being an early adopter you are going to get some pain things will go wrong i promise you but you will learn from those mistakes and also the the other thing about live video is that when things go wrong it's part of the whole experience you know that's live video is 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 part of the attraction for, for people watching live video is that it shows the real you and when things go wrong sometimes they can be funny oh yeah um, so <laughs> julia's julia's cat jumped on the uh jumped on the uh, on the her table and the webcam fell over and it was hilarious live on on, on air oh <laughs> so people things- love that and and also um i think that you then just have some funny blooper videos don't you, you could actually just take out the things that went wrong and share <laughs> your bloopers um, so um I, I find it really funny i'm one of those people that i i don't even watch um some of the television soaps like say coronation street but when i hear they're going live i'll actually watch it just to try 
trying to see if something goes wrong. <laughs> like, like, I'll just watch it saying, oh, she shouldn't be stood there and he shouldn't be doing <laughs> Um So, yeah, I think, um, I think live video, actually people love the fact that anything can happen and anything can go wrong. And what's the worst? You get some bloopers that come out of it. So, <laughs> um, so I have two last questions to ask you. And the, the one um, is uh, if someone is listening to this and they're just really inspired and they're going to go and do a, a Facebook live video, um, what would be the simple first step that you would recommend just to get started for the first time? Well, the first thing is just get your smartphone out, go to your Facebook app and go live. But first of all, go live just to yourself. If you go to your profile, you can change the privacy settings for a post to only me and just test it out um, and, and see how you get on with it. Uh, because the, the, the two big barriers, I think, to live video for many people are is the fear of getting in front of the camera. People feel scared and nervous. I believe that's a good thing because you, you then can channel that energy into your delivery in front of the camera. And the second thing is the gear. So the, the, there's so many tools and gear out there. Just keep it simple. Go live to yourself. And then once you've tried that a few times, then go live to your friends. Uh, and then just start to 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 do it on a regular basis because the only way to learn is to do it regularly. So join up with a couple of other people and do a live challenge. Maybe do it for five days in a row. Five, go live every single day uh, and because that frequency – is not only important for Facebook because Facebook rewards that frequency, uh, but it's also good for you because you're getting into that habit of doing it every day. And I know you're you're a big fan of uh, those challenges, Amy, aren't you? Um, get, getting that. Um, getting into that habit of doing it uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you just do something consistently and it becomes a habit, then um, it's no longer a chore. It's just something that you do and you're confident with. So, um, yeah, I really like that. So get started to yourself. That's when I when I first started doing Facebook Lives, I did that just recording to only me. And actually, I usually do um, record just to me um, before any, just to double check the tech yes. and everything's going on. And that, make do you sure. know what? That's a great tip and something that, you know, actually you should still do, even once you're becoming uh, really experienced with it. You know, I started to become a little bit complacent and I stopped doing that. And then tech decided not to work. So always test it beforehand. And another tip, uh, which I forgot to mention, is check your internet speed. A lot of these ISPs out there uh, make a big s song and dance about, you know, how fast their internet speed is. But they, they make uh, a lot of talk about their download speed. When you're broadcasting to Facebook Live, it's your upload speed that's the most important. Uh, and so you really need, ideally, a minimum of four megabits per second up. Um, so do check your internet speed each time before you go live. Um, I download, I've downloaded the um, the app Speed Test, and this this is available for Android and iOS. And I do a quick test before I go live, just to make sure uh, I've got no problems because. Um, there's nothing worse than you go live and no one can hear or see you because the connection is breaking up. No, it's just frustrating, isn't it? So yeah. no, that's a really great tip. Thank you, Ian. Um, and then I said two questions. The second question is, um, where can people find you if they want to um, get more tips and advice on this? <laughs> Well, yeah, I've I've uh, found myself. All, you can probably find me all over the over the <laughs> social web. So uh, I'm quite active on Twitter. So you can find me there at iag.me. That's iag.dot 
M-E, or just search for my name, Ian Anderson Gray. And the reason I have that Twitter handle is because that's also the URL of my website. It's iag.me. And I've got loads of uh, blog posts on live video and social media tools in general. So um, do connect with me. I I love connecting with people and and, uh, love to see you there. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you, Ian. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's been really, really useful and um, hope to see lots of people doing great Facebook lives after this. So thank you. My pleasure. (laughs) 